What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, July 10th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zawaski, a.k.a. Father Zoe, a.k.a. German Mercedes Stan. Uh, and with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. So, believe it or not, and hopefully we get there, two weeks away from opening day. Two weeks. The last time we were two weeks Knock away. The last time we were two weeks away, something very bad. Mm-hmm. And that psychopath in the other box is the Reverend Kevin Fitz sporting the very nice Pinwheels and Ivy mask. Wear your mask, assholes. And also, just to be clear, his hat says, make red hats wearable again. Yeah, let's make sure we're clear on that one. We're very clear on that. Um, Yeah, I'm excited about getting my cardboard cutout of me and Wilford Brimley uh, placed somewhere at Wrigley Field, even if um, it's not really possible. Are the Cubs doing that? No, I'm going to literally try and see if I can get someone to sneak me in. Sneak, sneak, a, sneak a Wilford, maybe put me in the snack bar by the, the You would think the team's owner who, who like tries to get money from every single That's little thing crazy. would have, would charge fans like $100 to have uh, uh, cardboard cutouts, but nope, not the Cubs. Nope. But we are going to so, pay 250 bucks a pop for rooftops. Uh, we're going to talk schedule. We're going to talk about uh, scrimmages because those are always fun. And uh, <laughs> just everything else that's been going on in Major League Baseball. Um, like everything, it's just completely unorthodox. It's a pretty freeform show today. Uh, maybe get a little predictions. Um, yeah, we'll see where the wind takes us. Let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the board. As always, the show is brought to you by Sports Micro, sportsmicro.com. Make sure you're downloading the app, turning on push notifications. It's a crazy time out there right now, and you want to know when stuff happens. So turn on those push notifications. You'll know when anything important happens right away to your phone. SportsMicro, SportsMicro.com. So where do you guys want to start? Schedules or scrimmages? What's gotcha? What's gotcha going today? Let's start, you know, let's let's start with something positive. What scrimmage schedules? What's uh, what caught your eye? What's caught your eye so far? Like we're a week into summer camp, two weeks away from opening day. Mm-hmm. No yo yo, no Kovac, yeah. but things are happening for the Sox. Yes, yeah, so Carlos Rodon, your first your parrot favorite walk. pitcher, is in the rotation right now. <laughs> yeah, so I think we've, without saying it because of HIPAA stuff, I think we've uh, all the Twitter sleuths out there have pretty much pinpointed that. Uh, Yo-Yo's one of the two with the COVID. Uh, Copic's a little different. Um, it's weird. Like if I'm not saying he is, because I don't think he is, because the way they worded it, and they were very specific, and the very first day that Han talked about it, he said he's healthy. 
so and like he specifically right. said personal reasons but if they just like found a way to work around all the speculation by just saying personal reasons like mm-hmm. hats off to rick <laughs> well because we're we guessing all... like we know for sure yo-yo's one but like who's the other one we right and we know for sure that like Copic, he's made it very public and he's actually done a lot of really good work um sign off from social media that was right a very heartfelt uh, message yeah and he's done a lot of great things in the community and he's been very outspoken about his battles with and how he's overcome certain um mental issues if i'm trying to be you know as correct as possible um something that i yeah, just really, like mental health. Yeah. yeah no something that i really appreciate something that i deal with um, so much so that when I saw him and his wife at SoxFest, I went up to him and he's like, hey, man, you want a picture? You want an interview? I said, no, thank you. I just want to tell you I really appreciate what you've been doing. And I could tell that kind of struck a chord with him and we shook hands. And it was a cool moment for me, something I won't forget. And that's one of the reasons why I root for the guy as much as I do is because of that. And so I think for the most part, minus a couple of fucking assholes, People have uh, really respected his privacy when it comes to that. And, you know, Michael will get back when he gets back. Um, the more on the field stuff, though, like you mentioned, dude, I'm kind of pumped. Like, all right, so for people that don't know, and although you know because me and you have been talking about this guy for a while. I'm still mad we didn't get to do that bet last September for the right. five home run game. You were going to get his tattoo. Yep. I know Kevin was. Kevin Kevin was going to get the tattoo. But Carlos Rodon, so at first I liked him, and then I wanted to trade him, and everybody jumped down my throat for wanting to trade him. And then this is a couple years ago. Yeah, this was like when he was like still like pre-injuries, like on the rise. And then all the injuries happened. But he came back, and he's been throwing pretty damn good uh, in this – Start of this, what do we call it? What do you guys want to call it? Summer, summer camp? camp? Summer Yeah, summer camp. Summer, summer camp. camp. So yeah. in this summer camp, he's been looking pretty good. And something else that I really appreciate is he's put on a little little, little, little extra dad cushion in the midsection. And he looks uh, looks thick. Dad, dad. Yeah, he looks thick, looks ready to go. Um, but by all accounts from teammates and uh, beat writers and everyone there, he's looking really good, which is cool, but we've heard that before with him. And then 70 games in, he has blood in his muscles. I mean, that's literally what happened. It, I, am I wrong? Like, that's what I was like. And the staff didn't pick, I don't know, that didn't look good for the Sox training staff. That they're like, he literally has oh, blood in the muscles. Yeah. Um, and he like pitched through it, but I don't know. Trust me, man. If it's going to make the White Sox better, I'll always root for it. I still think they should have traded him before all the injuries and got something for him. But he's here, and it's awesome. And if he – according to Fagan, he's like the third man in the rotation. Yeah, I mean that's that has to be like the greatest thing ever because like – yeah, like uh, guys get get Tommy John now and they recover faster than ever and they come back stronger than ever before. But, you know, that's not always a guarantee. You don't know how guys are going to come back. Uh, I mean, we saw Kopech. Kopech missed, like, all of last year, and he was still going to be, like, maybe, like, a month off for this year before the mm-hmm. shutdown. But, like, Rodan, he's worked himself back, and he's – it's not like, oh, like, he's, like, maybe going to be an option. Right now, the Sox are viewing him as, 
hey, like we're probably going to count on this guy from the start. So, I mean, that has to be great because, like, what is it? So, the season's going to start in July. I think that was like the best case scenario that Sox fans, like in a regular 2020 season, I think this is like the best scenario that Sox fans were hoping for. It's like, hey, maybe he comes back uh, like by the end of July, maybe August, last couple months. And mm-hmm. now, with, like the shutdown and the abbreviated season, he's going to be part of the rotation. Now, it looks like because we don't know like the other moving pieces with Kopech. Uh, Gonzalez, right. who he did have like a set uh, setback in spring training but back in like March, mm-hmm. so he's still like, and he was like still shut down for a little bit, so he's like a little behind the rest of the starters. So right now he's on the outside looking in because Rodon's like come back and he's shown that he's healthy. Yes, and with pitching, especially in this weird sixty-game sprint, options are good. Options are your friend right now, and. Yeah, that's that, and we've talked about it on the show before, though. Like how this delayed start to the season—sure, we'll call it that—actually um, benefits the White Sox uh, because of the timeline with Rodon and uh, Kopik. And then I saw I was reading something interesting how Luis Robert was saying how he thinks this is awesome because he gets to practice in the major league field for a couple weeks before he actually has to be a major leaguer. And he's like, guys don't normally get to do this. And I'm getting accustomed to the city, the facilities, you know, just basically the center in center field, you know, he's learning bounces and, you know, stuff like that. And he's like, this is stuff guys don't normally get to do. And I think it's pretty cool that I get to do it. And I guess I never really thought of that, but that's, I'm, I think that's a pretty interesting point. And I guess the only other real thing out of Sox camp besides uh, E5 giving us the first parrot of the season um, would be with Yo-Yo being uh, sideline for mysterious Rona reasons, um, we're seeing some interesting people at third base. Uh, notably... Um, Last year's draft pick and arguably the Sox, one of the Sox top prospects, Andrew Vaughn, who everyone just chalked up as a first baseman, he was getting reps at third and actually kind of looked pretty good. It's practice. Everybody pumped the brakes. <laughs> but I'm kind of on a train of thought now because there's no minor league season. I want him getting some ABs. Maybe he gives Jojo a day off. You know, I, Yo-Yo doesn't come back to start the season. I don't, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but I think you're thinking maybe trade Yo-Yo. No. And, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, um, no, yeah, no. No, Kevin, Kevin, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's a good thing with, like, again, you guys know I have I have a total man crush on, on Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And um, when you see a guy like that, again, you, we're talking about a different, like the, the athletes of this age, these guys play a lot. And they they do they they kind of they dabble in little spots like like again, you know you get a guy like a uh, uh, Zobrist. These are really valuable guys, and that's what makes you know. Not if you've seen the Chris Bryant MLB the Show card, you see that he could play like what like six positions on there, right? Uh, you get a lot of uh, when you have a player that can do that, it really gives your manager like you know Ricky Renneria have a really good option to like give Moncada a day off and not feel like he's going to lose too much at third. And when you see a guy like Vaughn go over there, who obviously rakes who can DH play first. You're seeing someone that actually has a versatility. That's maybe not what you bargained for at first, but someone that took the off season and said, look, we're going to have a weird, 
you know, maybe I want to make myself extra valuable. So I'm going to learn another position and he's, or he just, you know, I'm not sure what his high school and his early collegiate, you know, path was if he, if he played it before and was just shifted over. I really think he has. He's a big dude. So they probably said you're too tall for third, get over to first. But, you know, to have a guy that can actually do that, that just gives, you know, Moncada can take a DH day and you could, you can get a little bit less of the wear and tear. You let the guy have a little bit more of a mental break and just do half the job. That's really big for these guys. And that's a big part about the, you know, you guys have the DH all the time, but right. it's a national league too. You, you're going to have guys that can actually be mentally rested because they can do a half job sometimes. And I know the DH is, you don't want to call it a half job, but really it is. It's a half job. You don't have to worry about that. You get them in, you can right. go down in the tunnel and, and figure your shit out. If, if you had a bad at bat and you have, eight dudes in front of you before it's your turn to actually have to do something again. And so you have an opportunity to make adjustments better than everybody else. So, but just having a guy that can go to third gives Moncada a day to maybe just kind of get his ship right. If he played anywhere besides first base, it was before college. Cause on his baseball reference page, uh, probably pitcher or a first base. Well, in college. Yeah. yeah first base all the way down. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have a great glove. I think he's got like a, a 45 or 50 on the 80 scale glove. Um, I mean, more than enough for a first baseman, but I don't know. Like I said, I just want I want the kid to get swings. I don't want him to just – I mean, it's cool if, like, he – I know the taxi squad thing's happening and all that shit, but, like, I don't know. I think they can work him in. Um, let's see. Mom, let's, let's start with the predictions. Mature. Let's yeah. start predictions on over, under, how many games does he play for the Sox this year? Like play? Like does it mean – does play like mean pitch in, hit or in. like he's in the starting lineup? Appearances or starts? Appearances. So just like he can be a pinch hitter or like – I mean, I don't know why they would waste him as a pinch hitter. Right. Unless, well, if he's on the bench and whatever. Okay, um, yeah. All right. Just Yeah, just games that he appears in. Major league games, not taxi squad bullshit. You know, major um, league. So let's say that there's 60 games – I told you under five, five and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say five. Um, over under. I'll take the over. Like, and we, I mean, you'll generally have a good idea of if these guys are gonna, you know, the taxi squad. You'll know who's in the house that day, right? Too. That's so right, because they switches. have to have the three guys, mm-hmm. and you can't change them, right? Or so, you, like, or you have to consistently change them. I forget where it is. It's like, yeah, I think it's like, isn't it like a rotate? Almost like you have you just again, you have to like, yeah. almost like declare. Today's. It's like on a different road trip. You have to have something. It's yeah. This season's gonna be fucking weird. I don't know. It's, I'll go. Hey, I'll go over on five and a half. I'll go over. This makes strategy so much more intriguing for this sixty games. Just not just with the game itself. Not with just how you like handle, you know, some of the like in-game strategies, but like how you handle your front office business too. Like how these guys will now use, you know, whether it's in Sch- coming from Schaumburg or South Bend. How, how are you going to transport, you know, you're going to filter these guys in and out. How do you choose who needs down to? So it's, it's going to be a lot of input between, you know, Rossi or, or Ricky and then the front office. And right. that, that, that intrigues me because how you create your roster, being able to kind of filter things like that makes it, it's, it's kind of a little bit more fantasy sports kind of style too. Right. Like, and, Ooh. and especially for a team like the White Sox, that's so young and full of guys that are like, like Andrew Vaughn and Nick Madrigal and, you know, Yerman Mercedes and uh, fucking Collins, douchebag. And I didn't say that. I did because he called Nick Madrigal out on a questionable strike three in the scrimmage. And now, oh, was that the strikeout looking? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, Collins on my shit list now. But you got so many guys like that, though. But it is going to be interesting to see who's on the bench for these games. Zach Collins and you, Joe West. Who's going to <laughs> Who's going to Schaumburg? You know, and um, 
But yeah, I'll take the over on five and a half. And the other person playing third though was German Mercedes. Boy. Yeah, and he's looking looking fit, fit. No, I remember when you shared that picture, or when that picture went around like a month ago, when he yep. just like looks fucking like the Incredible Hulk. Jack. <laughs> yeah, jacked. And Luis Robert hit a shot to the hot corner. It was a little bit between third base and short, and German got over there and got it. I think it was a little, a little exaggerated by the big man, but it was still a pretty <laughs> good catch. So much so that hey, you have to show off for like the yeah, one camera. Well, him and Robert are boys too, and so they met at the pitcher's mound because it was the last out of the inning, and they jawed a little bit back at each other, and they both been tweeting about it and Instagramming about it since it happened. But that's the shit I love to see. That's so. Before we switch over to the Cubs, the last thing about the Sox that I've seen how loose these guys are and how much fun the White Sox are having. And like they had Tim Anderson playing reporter today and just like joking around. And then there's this one camera view. I think it's on it's either the White Sox or MLB tweeted it and the camera's focused on the cage and someone's hitting in the cage. And then all of a sudden Aloya Menace's face just comes up from the bottom of the, the shot. And he just kind of stared like, I don't know. They're playing music. They're having fun. They look real loose. Everyone's saying the right things. And it's just a good vibe coming off this team. And someone made a good point because a story out of uh, Arizona camp today was when they started their inner Scott scrimmage, Madison Bumgarner went up to the mound and yelled at the guys in the press box to shut up and turn the music off so they can start. Mid-season form. And – in the offseason, the Sox were one of the teams thinking about it. Just seeing how this team is clicking right now and hearing that, just that story, that's all I needed. He doesn't fit on this team whatsoever. He would fucking hate himself on this team. Grandpa in the clubhouse. <laughs> I mean, this team hey, yes, man. dancing in the dugout and a good time. Like, Hey, I, I mean, all I say is – as long as you win, they'll bite their exactly. tongue. Because John Lackey was on the Cubs for two years. That's true. The Cubs were like fucking like pimp walking every home run. <laughs> Except for That's Chris true. Brown. That's why I I mean, obviously, I always hope the White Sox win, but I really hope this Sox team wins just because they have a vibe. They got like a great chemistry and energy where if they can combine all that with winning, this team could be something special for a long time because of their age. So. And prep yourself for it too. You're gonna the beauty of a young team that has some veteran leadership is you're gonna see some young kids fail a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're gonna fuck Which up. They're gonna make stupids, and you're gonna have the veterans come in there and build them up after they mess up and explain to them their issues. You're gonna see you're gonna see that kind of too. You're gonna get frustrated a few times still. Mm-hmm. There'll be fewer because you have the vets, but you're gonna you're gonna have a good when you have a young team. That energy is just so it's mm-hmm. it, it can carry you like and it, it's not a long season. So it's like having a kid, you know, a kid eating pixie sticks caged up in a freaking classroom for, you know, eight hours. And, you know, you just open the cage right. and turn them loose. And these guys are going to be pixie sticked up. They're ready to go. And it's going to have that extra, extra bit of energy, too. So you're going to see it. I, I think even that you can see some of the energy, even with the empty ballparks, which is kind of interesting oh, to me. Sure. I think it's fun to see them out there having a good time. It's, it's even better to hear the sound of that. I hope they t- crank up the audio, turn off the stupid crowd music. I want to hear. Not only I want to hear the chatter, but I want to hear yeah. that, that sound. That was cool the today. When Edwin hit the home run, you hit the beautiful crack of the bat. And then as he's rounding the bases, he's just running normal. You can hear like eight guys yell, do the parrot, do yep. the parrot. And he puts his arm up and everyone starts cheering and going crazy. 
That's now, fine, dude. That's now take crazy. that, take that, and put that into a hot, like contested divisional battle right. in August, and hearing the shit that's going to come out of the other dugout's mouth too. Oh yeah. Like, can you? I mean, the, we're going to get a very, very, very intimate look at really what's said. That's awesome. I just um, when you pull about that crowd. Yeah, a whole scenario just played out. My head. Right, but I could just picture. Edwin hitting a like a, a two run shot in the seventh versus the Twins to put the Sox up one, and he's rounding second, and like Eloy's sitting there just because he's a big goofball going do the parrot like he's screaming at him, and he does the parrot, and someone from the Twins dugout goes fuck you, yeah. oh, it's gonna be great. I'm here That's for it. Awesome, I am here for that 100. percent I. That's it to me. The crowd noise is stupid. Stop. Technically, with the White Sox, so unfortunately, I probably won't understand half of it. I gotta learn Spanish. I gotta fucking learn Spanish. You'll learn plenty. This is like actually like your uh, your um, a Rosetta Stone uh, baseball season. You're gonna learn plenty of new cuss words in Spanish I if I you listen I closely. I 100 would because it's awesome. Because this team's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm just I'm riding I'm riding a wave of optimism. I, yeah, I'm a little buzzed up right now too, but I'm riding a wave of optimism <laughs> right now, and I'm feeling good about it. So just let me feel good about it. So Northside, all right. So mm-hmm. the Cubs. Um, first thing was uh, Brandon Moreau. He gone. Sad. Sad. I know. I, I saw a lot of Cubs fans very very uh, very sad about that move. Like it's weird. Like you can be mad, but like for like like guys aren't out here trying to get hurt on purpose. No. Like should have like that guy and like that guy. He's had like injuries since he started pitching. Like, right. Like his entire career. We knew when the Cubs signed him, it was going to be a huge health risk. And guess what? The Cubs lost on that one. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Yep. Theo missed missed bad on that one. It, it, the the hard part tomorrow in the future. Well, that hard part too is like you hear people slander the poor guy. I mean, the guy took like a like basically like here, here's a sack of sunflower seeds. Come play for us again and mm-hmm. give it another shot because he does. I mean, nope. Again, nope. No athlete wants to not compete, and so like the slander, it's again he's it, there's some hate for I've seen some mean stuff about him too. And you joke saying, "Oh yeah, hey, when the Cubs released him, they pulled their shoulder releasing him too because he's you know he's banged up or whatever," but. <laughs> The fact is, the guy tried, and and you can't fault someone's body for breaking down. Like unless he was out there, you know, you know, twenty four seven out on Rush Street partying it up, which he wasn't. You right. know, people, it just it's just bad luck. And and the poor guy, like you want to more so now when you look at as a human, where does that guy go from here? Like his career's in jeopardy. Everything that he loves is he gonna is he gonna hang it up? Is he gonna still gonna keep holding on to that water wagon a little bit longer? Is he gonna push? And so you feel bad for a guy that you know he's shown class. He's never said a a negative thing in this whole process. And, That's you know, true. he's tried to say the right things and, you know, it just didn't work. And, and you let the guy, you wish the guy well, but you know, it's just one of those, dang it. It didn't work. Yeah. And, and you it, wish him best. Didn't work out. And then the definitely not overused joke on Twitter right now is that Kimbrel's in mid season form <clears throat> after he uh, gave up a solid bomb. You know, you know what though? I'm glad it's, I don't, I don't care if the jokes. It's fine. But at least we, now we know for sure. Mm-hmm. And maybe Wait, he's what still, do we know for sure? What, this what do we know, we know now sure. for sure? This is what we know for sure about Craig Krimble. The Cubs aren't going to have the pitcher that they thought they were going to have when they signed him. Okay. He is – the big news like for him this week was that he's throwing in a changeup now. 
what is that? Why does a guy who's like been throwing like 97 to 99 all of a sudden need to throw a changeup? Because he's not missing bats with that fastball anymore. Because mm-hmm. he can't throw hard that he can't throw that hard anymore. Gotta change so, gears now. Yep. So on the nose. So he's gonna be a guy who he's 32. He's gonna have to reinvent himself. Hopefully, this isn't to say like, oh, he sucks now. He, he can only throw 95, 96. He's gonna be garbage. If he can work in that changeup, if he makes that an effective second pitch, yeah, all the power to him. He can still be a great closer, but for fans, he, he's he's not the guy that we thought we were gonna get. That sucks. But hopefully the the changeup works, and the Cubs are desperately again sixty game season, no time to fuck around. You can't. The Cubs would have been in the playoffs last year if they had like a solid closer. They didn't. The same things this year. You can't be blowing saves. So hopefully, hopefully it works out because that was it. And like, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like Schwarber hit a home run today. Contreras hit another home run today. Like we're not like worried about like the pitchers there, but we see with Kimbrel, we saw like spring training and you just kind of tell like, yeah, that high fastball, it's not getting past guys anymore. So that's kind of worrying. Yeah. I'm going to err to the side of optimism. I'm going to say that while Kimbrel might not be in midseason form, I'm going to say that uh, Wilson Contreras is in postseason form. So he's, he's right. He's, he's just that ready. far ahead of everybody. We're going to, you know, we're going to say he's hit two homers in two days. So we're going to go with Contreras is ready to rock and he's ready to be a, you know, have an all-star caliber. If it was an all-star game, which there's not caliber season. And, you know, and he did, but the thing that I looked at, I looked at what Kimbrel did that struggled with is it's, it's not so much the home run. You don't mind, you know, I mean, yeah, if it's a one run game, you're not a big fan of someone giving up a one run Jack, but it's the, it's the, loud single that he gave up to KB on the previous at bat with two outs. There were two outs, I believe in the, in, in, the, or no, he got, he KB, got single KB. And then it was, was it immediately strike following strikeout, strike out, strike out then. So he's, it's that letdown. He almost got through it. And you don't want to see, you don't want to see guys that are giving up lead off anything, especially right. coming out of the bullpen, whether it's a walk or a single or a bunt or a duck fart or whatever that's playing with fire every single time. So, you know, and you you mentioned the fact that he's had to learn a third pitch. When when you see a reliever that's a closer learn a new pitch at this point in the game, mm-hmm. there's something wrong. There's oh, there's yeah. a, oh, no, he's in his own bad. head too. Well, no, no, I mean, it, I'll say this it's though: I don't want to say this because he can't throw as hard as he used to before. That's and Chasen did it too, though, in the offseason. Chasen learned the slider mm-hmm. to go along with his changeup and his splitter and his fastball, or whatever. I mean, they did dibble dabble, you know, around to try to figure out stuff, but. You know, maybe this is one of those things where like someone decides they're going to be a switch hitter one day, or, or you know, like they wake up and I'm going to hit, I'm going to switch hit. Maybe right. I'm, I'm going to learn a change up today because I'm bored. It's a quarantine. Maybe that's what this is. But if he's yeah. missing, if he's not missing barrels and he's giving up like high, you know, velocity out of the, you know, off the contact, he's, yeah, oh boy. Yeah. No, I might start looking at, look at, I'd rather, I'd rather Craig Kimbrell be like, hey, no, I just don't have it like I used to. I need to do this. Because, I mean, he even said it. He's like, you know, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. looking at the numbers. I know that I need to be, but I can't just be serving up 96 up. And I'm, he allowed nine home runs in 20 innings last year. Obviously, something's wrong. Maybe right. maybe that short, like, ramp-up period. Mess, I mean, last year was all weird for him. And then he had a couple injuries, too. I mean, but this year obviously isn't any more normal. Um, but at least he's not being stubborn. It's At least he's not like, no, I'm just going to keep – Pumping that fastball in there, I'll get it back eventually. Yeah, I just hope it works. It's just not great. That's like, the thing. I mean, all you can ask for is production. You don't care how he does it, right? It's just yeah. do it. 
Anything else out of the Cubs camp? I mean, I haven't really yeah. seen too much stuff. Well, the Cubs they released oh. the prices for uh, rooftop tickets. Um, they're two fifty, I think, a pop for regular weekdays, and then weekend games are three fifty. No, it's not the Cubs, not yet. No, not it's no, the, the, the other rooftops. Oh, the other rooftops. Okay, okay, okay. Because oh, I, I think, thought they owned them all. Uh, didn't they? Yeah, they own like eleven out of I don't know how many. I mean, Aldo, but what do you I think? think yeah, no. uh, I mean, I, we talked about it. I, if you want, hey, I'm never gonna bust anyone. Like, I might make a couple jokes, but like, if you want to go spend three fifty to watch a game, you haven't been out, whatever. You just love Cubs baseball that much. Go for it. Me, yeah. no. <laughs> Hard pass. Not paying three hundred. I wouldn't pay three fifty for a rooftop seat for like Game Seven of the World Series. Uh, see. No. I'm stuck here in Vegas. We, I mean, again, when you want to go to a Vegas Golden Knights game, you are paying at least two hundred dollars a ticket. Period for shit nosebleeds, regardless. No, for me too. So. And so, at least for me, in my case, if I go to Chicago, my girlfriend's not a baseball fan, so I don't have to worry about it. It's just me with a backpack. If I have to go, I'll pay three fifty to see some baseball and get. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a shit show on that roof. I'm going to really get my money's worth, but right. I would pay that just to sit out there and and. It's have, a, you guys it's been to, uh, have you guys ever been to the rooftop? I have. I've been to a couple rooftop games. Uh, Describe no, the experience, though, because I haven't. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking so, to, like out of my ass, and it's a great it's not time. a great view. It's dope. I mean, when I've gone, it's been corporate like, shit. Like, you're going but, there for a party. You're not going yeah, to it's all been, It's always been corporate stuff when I went. So, like, being on the always taken care of. Like, so you go up, and then usually – the floor right underneath the rooftop, there's like a bar and some tables with TVs, and that's where you get the buffet, which I'm going to guess there's no buffet anymore. But uh, the food, let's just say the food, and then there's the bar where you get your drinks, and then you go up the stairs, and you're on the rooftop. And some of the rooftops have like a, like a portable bar up there, so you don't have to keep going up and down. But um, And then they got the seats. Um, I think the view is solid. It's like sitting in the 300 section on the south side. Like if you're way back there and up there, it's it's not bad. It's a a cool thing to experience. And I think if someone like myself who's lived in Chicago their whole life, like you should do it once if you can do it. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Uh, I totally get what Kevin's saying. Like if you came to Chicago and you're a Cubs fan, like if you came from Vegas to Chicago, yeah, that might be worth it. Me, I'm not – paying $350 to go do that. Um, and But I'm not a Cubs fan. So I'm kind of whatever. And I can't really compare it to anything for the White Sox. Like, like no, well, like, I mean. What am I going to do, sit on, the, sit on the Dan Ryan? And, well, yeah, well, weren't the White Sox known before they, they kind of restructured the seating? Like, they had, like, the really high nosebleeds? Yeah, they, oh, those were the worst. Dude, I got dizzy up there. Like, legit dizzy. <laughs> like, it was fucked. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not do- actually one of the first games me and my and Mrs. O went to is uh, we sat up there and we were right behind home plate. So I'm like, all right, this is gonna be dope. And we got <laughs> up there and I was just like, I'm like lightheaded, like <laughs> holy smokes, I'm not doing this again. Which some people I know for a fact, some people love it up there. And I, hey man, to each their own. Whatever floats your boat. So I don't know. I just. I got a lot going on where it's going to take a lot for me at my current situation in life to go out to a public thing. So we have baby going to get like coming. I think the state Illinois said like they're, they can have half or what? 20% of the capacity. Yeah. And mayor, I, mayor said not yet in Chicago, Chicago. 
So, but I mean, you have to guess eventually because if other places are allowing, because I mean, Illinois is like, they're not like what phase four reopening everything. Well, yeah. And you're seeing a lot of guys like my dude, my sock summer from the one Oh eight and uh Wally money. Shout out Wally. Wally cracks me up. Um, they went to the Chicago dogs game. They started their season. They, they have fans there and they were tweeting about it. Looked like a great experience. Crowd was sparse. There was, but they're not in Chicago, so they don't have to obey Lori. So they can have people there. And by all accounts, it sounded like it was still a good time. You got to watch live baseball. You know what I mean? Again, I got my first kid coming in a couple months. I'm not going out to public events. I'm going to – this season, I'm chalking it up. That's just me. Whatever. Say what you will. I'm going to wear a mask, and I'm not going to public events. But – I get it though, dude. Like, people have an itch that needs to be scratched, and that itch is kind of large right now. And if they can do it safely, and that's a big word right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Illinois just got back into the four figures in new cases today, which not the right direction. Um, yeah, it's just it. There's so many factors. It's so hard to like give a straight answer. You know what I mean? Everyone has a different personal situation. Everybody's got everything yeah. going. My, my, for the listeners, by the way, Aldo is located in Arizona. Yeah, and I am located in Las Vegas, Nevada. Je- like as you were saying that, so by the way, Nevada just went back to phase one and shut down all bars. Done. Yeah, just now. <laughs> yeah, just you guys, now. the states you guys live in is, aren't exactly knocking it out of the park right now. Either. Exactly the uh, blueprint of leadership. Right. Nope. The Southwest. Uh, Good job, Illinois. No, Proud of you. But I was gonna say, uh, you know, I think for Illinois, like, because I mean, that's like one of the few states that actually has somewhat their shit together. Uh, and I mean, the way that those socks announced or not announced it, but like there was like that report before a couple weeks ago, and the Cubs mm-hmm. stream, like the next day. Like, I mean, they're definitely planning to like at some point. Maybe it's not gonna be right away, but like maybe end of August or like by September. At some I point, think- like I think that. Maybe it's going to be a little bag underneath uh, Lori's uh, door or something. Mm-hmm. But like, I think they were like pretty set on like, yeah, no, like we're going to have fans eventually. Yeah, it's Chicago, dude. Somebody <laughs> yeah. will grease the right palm, and all of a sudden we'll have fans in the stands. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, I think, <laughs> even like I think the we all like, know how that works. Obviously, if you don't want to take any risk at all, which is fine, you yeah. don't have like it's fucking baseball. Like, I'm gonna watch it on TV. Yeah, I'm gonna like, watch it in my garage by myself like, with beer. Like, is like, it? Maybe you can't do that, but like I think it's gonna be a like a good like uh, maybe like a wait and see like what are the protocols? Is it working smoothly? Like are the fans who are going there, like are the people like in charge of, uh, you know, enforcing the policies? Are they gonna be strict about it? How serious are they gonna take it? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's gonna be a lot of that. At first, I mean, and hopefully we don't get like heads going and it's like uh, so, everything. You know how like when you if you guys been to a Cubs or a Sox game. Maybe once or twice. I went to I went I specifically went to a Cub Sox game at Wrigley two years ago. Okay. So you know when you walk in the game and you get the like fake pat down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like when you walk into the game this season, if they do let people in, you're gonna get like a fake yeah, you're good, like a fake <laughs> temperature scan. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna be like no fever, no fever, no fever, no fever, no fever. You know what I mean? But oh. that shit costs money too. Getting those, some, you know, those. And so, like, I do have to say though, I if they do actually are serious about it, don't be an asshole and don't oh, be like, you have no right. You have no right to do this to me. Stop, don't be well, that. Well, guys, remember, I'm in Vegas, right? The casinos are doing that here for everybody. The casinos 
have put in the time to actually have people at every entrance taking everybody's temperatures. They're doing it for real. They actually have these um, things that actually I, I learned last week or two weeks. Th- no, God, it's been three weeks. God dang. The mm-hmm. Summer's going fast, by the way. Um, three weeks ago, I went to, I think it was called Red Rock Station up, up uh, near my house. And you stand in a place and there's a gun, not a gun, but it's like a little like station that actually takes your body temp. And you walk, you stand. It's just like, a, it's no different than like when you go to the airport. You stand, it takes it. They give you your body temperature. They say yes. And if you if you have a higher body temperature, they move you off to the side and they do whatever. They I don't know what to do when they pull you away, but they could set that up at all these sporting events. It's not that. It's not a huge complication. No. You see here, getting your temperature checked. It's the masks. It's the social distancing. It's the drinking. Uh, that's going to make things really difficult. So that does sound awesome, but you also have to remember casinos make money daily, like a lot of money. And the White Sox aren't going to pay for that. Like, there's no way. That, you know what I mean? I'm sitting here saying thermometers cost money, and that's something that they, they'd actually say. So Jerry needs any money to fire Jim Boylan. Remember that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Have you it's seen that? Right. I think the only yeah. reason that they haven't fired Jim Boylan is because they don't want to pay him because they're not going to make as much money with the Sox. Basically. But, Which is not that far off. Really. Um. Yeah, I think the best case scenario that we can hope for, especially well, actually both teams, because the Rickets aren't exactly tossing out cash either, but is to have the ushers at the gates have like the little thermometer guns. You know, like when you go to the doctor now, you like get a little whatever. And I mean, they could even make it simple, like get the color coordinated ones where if it flashes red, you got to go to the side. But like all those side. For whoever listens to the show, just don't be a dick. Just let them take your temperature. Where are your pinwheels and Ivy podcast? Yeah, too. They're, they're not like trying to like take a blood sample or like you know. If you're worried or, about like your DNA getting stolen, you're being spied. Like then you stay know, home. You have a stay phone twenty-seven. You're like already being spied on. It's just, okay. Just stay yeah. home. Like my like, temperature, my rights. But I think <laughs> that's something. Well, actually, that video came out today. That lady was at the dentist, and the chair let him take the temperature. She said, I could sue you. Fuck out of here. Okay. Um, private, private businesses can that was, you go that, fuck yourself. Premature. I talked to my attorney, which was a new move because normally you see that after the fact. But she's right. like, no, 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 no. I like, like that. She, I like. I can sue you. Do you I guys really think like a woman in those kind of went to the dentist? Because I know that's what I do before I go to the dentist. <laughs> I call my attorney. Let's let's be honest. Do you think a woman? In those kind of stretchy pants with that kind of like Karen purse has spoken to a lawyer since she filed for divorce from her second husband, trying to make sure that she doesn't lose all of her beanie baby. She collected in the nineties. Cause that's the investment of the future. No, like, okay. that's not the guy that lives across the street and two doors over is a lawyer. He walked by, she said, hi. And he's like, <laughs> Hey, like, and he kept walking and she said, I talked to a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Thank you. He held the door open for me. I, I think that's the only way this happens though. Is was like procedures like that in place. Have to. They, you gotta again, be hard at. They have to be serious. You can't, can't, can't half-ass it. We've seen mm-hmm. too much of that this year. Can't half-ass it. Right. Uh, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Uh, shit happens. Hey, it happened. It, as long as, as long as you give me like the pure effort, just don't half-ass. Cubs, Sox, whatever, whatever team, any team who's like gonna try to have fans again. Cool owners, right. get your money because God knows you need it. Because apparently you're gonna go broke. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, actually take it seriously. 
But you don't. And the thing is, this has nothing to do with the game on the field. We did. We didn't really kind of touch that though. Too the idea of like players that broke quarantine. Well, who? What's what team was it where the guy broke quarantine and they kind of like hammered on him for it? Because um, you got these veteran guys again. The Cubs are the only team that hasn't had a COVID positive. Knock on wood. But you have these these guys that are like, hey, now we're relying on everybody in the clubhouse to be responsible. Right. You have to be responsible now. Not just fans, but the players too. They can't. This is going to be the least cleat chasing groupie season of all time. Mm-hmm. Sorry to say that that not to offend anybody, but there are cleat chasers and groupies in baseball. It is what it is. So, uh, but they're going to be few and far between now. That fun is gone. It's a good Last year, Joe Madden was like, you "Guys need to go out." Now it's the opposite. Now Cubs are perfect because they apparently never went out. So they're they're just keep doing nerds. What they're doing. <laughs> nerds. The Cubs it's- are all nerds now. Two months, three months if you're good. Two months, three months if you're good. You got to remember, you're getting paid sometimes more money than some people will see in 10 years to play a game. Just be cool for two months, maybe three. And I know it's easier said than done. And I know I could sit here and say, give me $5 million. I'll go sit there and go to a baseball game every day for two months. And I also understand that it's a profession. They work very hard at what they do. It's not an easy job. It's not as simple as they're playing a game. But I just just be cool for two months, man. And here's <laughs> actors, actors in Hollywood, they isolate for two months. Uh, you know, often we say how like sports can be like a microcosm of like you know maybe society or like how life is. Yeah. Like this is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Hey, guy, it's like you know like yeah, the, that's a good point. Uh, the Cubs like aren't the only team like sat down. It's like, hey, can't can't be just like fucking around here. This is serious. Because hey, if you fuck up, you're gonna fuck up my money. And at the simplest like just like point, it's that. Because like I mean, yeah, they care about their their own health, health of their families and other people. But it's also hey, I'm not gonna fuck with your money. Don't fuck with my money. We're all in this together. Mm-hmm. If you fuck up, you fuck it up for everyone. And that's like a bigger thing for the whole country. Don't. It's not just you. It's everyone else around you. Well, who was it? It was uh, Sean Doolittle, right? Mm-hmm. Said sports is a reward to a functioning society. Mm-hmm. I'm, I think I butchered that, but it was something. Yeah, that's yeah. not pretty good. So it was just that, but kind of nailed it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I sit here and I say to the the baseball players, "Be cool for two months." If a majority of Americans were cool for two months, we'd probably be out of this shit by now. So it's like, yeah, let me just so, give it a shot. Right. Yeah. This, here's the thing too, that you don't get, like, I don't know how you guys have, so I, I know, I mean, obviously you got a baby on the way, so you guys are probably kind of laying low, but I don't know. Aldo, you too. We have like a quarantine couple that we are friends with. Um, we have, there's two couples. We all quarantine basically together. Like we've been quarantined together. We've been like we like share with wherever we go basically with each other, other than like to the bathroom or whatever. And you know you can kind of like spend time with these people and be safe because everybody's following. You know, you, you, we literally are contact tracing each other. Right. When you take that to like a, a clubhouse, you take that into an organization. You're you're an extension of not just um, your players in your clubhouse, but you're also the extension of their family. And so when you have, like, say, a player that has a wife, kids, you got like a John Lester or a Rizzo, right? John Lester's mm-hmm. a perfect example, a guy that, you know, and, and Rizzo too, that survived non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. How much are you willing to go to the mattresses to make sure that John Lester is never put at risk of actually physically coming down with something like this? Now, if you're his teammate, your family's going to have to sacrifice for that teammate as well. 
your family's going to have to give up a little bit of that luxury for a second. It's a second. It's 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 a couple months. You're, we're not talking about a year of isolation, but you do. Are you saying, look, look, family? You know, again, most of these kids are learning online right now too. Like the educational part is kind of a funny part because you say, what about my kids' education? Well, your kids shouldn't go back to school anyway. So you can have these families. You can isolate these families. You can put them in a place where they're happy. You can bubble them up. And if someone breaks the bubble, they're not affecting just. You know, it's not like they're getting VD. They're not getting like herpes or like a cold sore or they're not getting like crabs. They're getting something they could spread to everybody else with just a yell and a high five and a hug. It's not the same as going out and being with unclean, having a bad lifestyle, I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Whereas, so it really does affect the whole clubhouse. So like the the idea of these young guys that came up through the league, they do want to go out and have some good time. They're younger. They want to go party. To have them hold back, is going to create a really good generation of professionals too, I think Hmm. through this. I think that this is going to create some self control and some restraint. And some of these guys are going to see that they perform better when they go to bed at 10 o'clock at night, instead of hitting the clubs and get coming back a little bit, little bit, little bit wishy at like one in the morning, which in Chicago, especially it's very difficult to not go out. One more thing before we get into like uh, some last minute predictions here, Mm -hmm. breaking news. Uh Oh, Earlier in the day, no, this is actually, I think, a good thing, even though there's not a lot of context here. I think I I know what you're going to say. I think I just saw the tweet. You got to love Twitter, though, because when we could just talk about it for like five minutes. Wilfred, really want to my picture? Cubs Cubs minor leaguer. He's like a top five prospect still, like maybe five or six. Uh, Adbert Adbert Alzale, uh, earlier in the day, he tweeted out, he was like, Hey guys, the taxi the taxi uh, squad guys. We're only getting eighteen dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to give like half of that to the clubbies, and you know what? We still got to give them a tip after that too if they're pretty good guys. Which apparently, whoever the clubbies are in South Bend, pretty good guy, pretty good guys to the to the players over there. Tip people, man. It's what you do. Yeah, and you know, yeah, minor leaguers. They're still making some money, but. They're, they're not making their full like year salaries this year because if MLB players aren't getting their full salaries, right? There is no minor league season. Minor leaguers aren't getting a minor league salary this year. They're just getting that like four hundred dollar a week stipend, and they're gonna start. They only get paid again until the season starts. Mm-hmm. But update thirty seven minutes ago, Edward Alizale tweeted again. We worked it out. So, shaving works. Shaming works sometimes. sometimes. Maybe it can be a pain in the ass if you see all these people complaining, but it's been working. Oh, Sh- shaming, shaming people, shaming teams, shaming organizations. As long and as you have a legit – yeah, if you have a legit argument, which he did, and he worded it correctly. He worded it like he didn't – like he wasn't – he didn't sound whiny, and he also didn't sound aggressive. Like he worded it correctly. And he was like, this is our situation right. – uh, this is how it is. <laughs> not, not a lot of people look at the numbers that way, though. They just see whatever the the, the PR the press release says. So, like, they assume that this is all good. And he it's got like the NBA players in quarantine getting their terrible food. But he got a huge, huge show of support as yep. soon as that first tweet went out. Everybody mm-hmm. jumped. And I got to imagine somebody got in someone's ear right away and was like, "It's bad optics." You know it was worked out because terrible optics. Back. I just went back and that that original tweet was deleted. So they're probably like, "Hey, we'll pay you like a normal person." Yeah, delete oh, that. Yeah, he definitely deleted the other he tweet. The oh, tweet. 
Or, so yeah, or. shaving works. That's the lesson today. Shaving works. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, 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 it's rough to it's bad optics for any of these teams to like underpay these guys at the taxi squad which they're going to do because these owners have figured out that nobody gives you they, they can figure out a way to turn right. the, the whole dialogue too it's unfortunate but a guy that's doing that shit at these kind of like do i think it's a horrible life to like have to hang out near schaumburg stadium in schaumburg no uh it's not horrible for the south white Sox. Yeah. south Bend, there's nothing to go but it's still a game. There's not much going on. You're not roughing it, but pay right. them, please. Like- so the other thing with the scrimmage games is we saw the Minnesota Twins. Oh, yes. Thank you. From, yeah. from the at Twins Twitter account, the official team account, live stream, full free, their inner squad scrimmage and they did this cool thing where they had a quad box so you can like watch the focus on the hitter focus on the pitcher watch the guys in the outfield it was dope and you know for me to say anything the twins do is dope is very hard and i even i quote tweeted it and said like hint hint white Sox, you should stream your scrimmages people want to watch it because today as the white Sox said or on thursday when the white Sox had their inner squad scrimmage all of sock well anyone that could during the day sock twitter was hanging on every beat writer's tweets and videos that were coming out and i'm pretty sure it was the same with the cubs yep uh for highlights and what the hell was going on we've been craving sports so much and there's a form of sports going on we would i want to watch it and it's just a cool thing you could do for the fans and then i also had an idea and I know a lot of people from the White Sox organization listen to our show, especially 50 minutes in, um, <laughs> where they should invite some of the podcasters or bloggers from the White Sox Twitter or from on the Cubs side of things, Cubs Twitter, Cubs bloggers, whatever, because there's a lot of good ones on both sides of town. And just let us sit. I mean, I don't even need to be in the press box. Just let me sit in the outfield by myself and – rip off some tweets you know what i mean that builds a a better relationship between the organization and the blogging podcast community which both teams already do pretty well compared to other teams in town they do really well Mm -hmm. the blackhawks the bears and the bulls just don't give a shit about podcasts or bloggers um so it builds a better relationship it gives a different spin you know, like a not buttoned up, you know what I mean? Like beat writers and stuff. They We're very lucky in this town. We have good beat writers on both sides of town. You know, they make jokes. They keep it light. They do good. They're very good at their job. I don't have – I honestly can say at this point in time, there's not one Sox writer where I'm like, ah, fuck this guy. Because there used to be, like, there was always one. Definitely can't say that for the other teams. In Matt Anuko. <laughs> the intern. The where is the intern tonight? God damn the Shout intern. Out Shout out new. Um, I need a cup of coffee, please. But they do a really good job. But I just think it'd be cool to have like, like there's so many opportunities. That right, throw throw beef loaf in my sock summer and Treasy in the 108, and just let them just live tweet it. You know, there's like it, like, yeah. No, if it's not even that, it's like all right. It's like all right. It's like hey, we don't want to like expose. We don't want any cases. If you guys get anything when you go there. Fine. 
give like those two guys, give the guys from the 108, like give give them like a live feed of the center field camera. Mm-hmm. And like don't you don't have to I'm not saying like take like just fans uh like what they're saying and like broadcast it out like on Comcast. I'm not saying that. Like give them a live feed and it's like if they want to like periscope like them like just like having a shit like doing yeah. an interscott game for like a game, for an inning or two for their fans on Twitter. Right. I'll and fucking then, ask them that. Here's my their, question. Their Twitter account, though, so they can speak freely. So if I could see La Pantera hit a fucking rocket to Mercedes, I could be like, oh, shit, fat boy got up. Like, I could say whatever the hell I want to say. Well, here's my question. Are they credentialed during the regular season? No, no, no bloggery. Okay. So here's the professional organization's point of that is that they can't control the narrative. They can't control what you say. If you were credentialed, if you have access to those types of things, they're going to want you to hold back on criticism of said franchise. That is 100% media flack that yeah, happens everywhere you go. So they're not going to give access to the people that actually are going to say, hey, you know, Harry right. Carey being able to say, this sucks. That day is dead. You can't, you, optics are everything in this day and age. And that's a, that's, they so can equate that, that to point, like some sort of. You dangle like a carrot. Like, all right, so the Sox email me, say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to let you sit on the first baseline. You tweet and video everything from your own account. You can say whatever you want. and But they could say also something like, just know if this goes well, more credentials will follow during the season. I'd say why not just place every person that has a certain, maybe a certain amount of following and you can actually socially distance them within the stadium to cover each game as well. You can place them in. That would be awesome. Yeah, like, you can I have can like one guy sitting in section 108, one guy sitting. Right. Imagine obviously, I can't 108. go to every game, and that's fine. But the games I can make it to, I think that would be fucking sweet. I mean, honestly, not much I, I, I'm not even asking. You that. Just like give me a fucking live feed. I don't. Yeah, I don't need. Not, I can be muted. Who did that today? Who did the? Who did the? Th- they did twins. the three camera shot. Twins. That's what twins. I saw. The twins. Fantastic. Yeah, just like I don't care. Like I don't. Hey, like if you will just want to mute it because like you don't want like you know guys are gonna be talking shit on the field. You don't want that to slip out. Fine, I don't care. Have it muted. Just don't give me something. Okay, just get, yeah, you don't guys, mute there's, it. there's like what MLS going on right now and like yeah. uh, soccer in Europe. ABL. There's shit yeah. else on TV, guys. Baseball's yeah. fucked itself so much that they should let everybody experience this. Just let me watch it. I just wanted. I wanted to watch Luis Robert bet in real time. By the way, by the way, five second delay and mute the or bleep out the swears if people cause. By the way, MLB TV still charging sixty dollars for sixty games. That's real. That's not um, getting a refund still, either. Uh, MLB TV still has blackouts. That's what, like MLB. Like okay, we get it. You don't want to get any new fans, but <laughs> I, what yeah. do I do that I paid half that already with that first like spring training deal? I paid thirty bucks, I think already. And I, I have no refund. Never got anything back. So, uh, what else? It's like, oh, it, there's <laughs> that's unreal, dude. Uh, I got it the day before we shut down. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> yeah. Rough. I paid the first 20, well, it was monthly, right? I'm like, ah, I think I'll give it a shot for spring training, but live stream, whatever. And then you sent me the marquee network link. I went away from that, but I, I never canceled it. And I got that first bump. And then it was like 20 bucks out of my account for a month of, it was a month of March. And I never got anything back because we shut down literally the next day or two days later. Like all these things, it's like uh, I mean the Cubs. Obviously, they're in marquee. They have marquee, and like they still don't have a fucking deal with Comcast. Again, opening day is two weeks away. Uh, but like I mean, even with the Sox, like that all their games now are going to be most of their games are going to be on Comcast now. Except for like one is going to be a nationally televised game. Like no matter what, 
the the day of like watching the Sox or the Cubs on WGN or that other like the second sister station, those days are gone. Because no matter what, it like it might not be like exactly like Marquee, you still have to pay for cable to watch the Sox now. Like I think in total it's like three games for the Cubs and Sox are gonna be on free TV in Chicago for this season. At least give the fans who right. are paying for your shit. Give a fucking just give them the center field camera. I don't even I'm not even asking for a second camera. How long just, is, how much does it cost to turn on a streaming internet? Just let me see the pictures throw and the guy swing. I don't even need to see where the ball goes. Just give me that. It's not that hard either. Right. My question uh, to you guys too, are you guys are you guys familiar? I, I just sent out a little message to you. Are you guys familiar with Byte? B-Y-T-E? D-Y-T-E. Um, no. I-T-E. Byte. It's apparently the new Vine, which was really good for a while during during its yeah, early it's like days when it came to baseball pregame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kevin. Well, it's it's uh it's by the guy that launched Vine. It's uh Dom Hoffman, the guy that created it. So apparently that's the new Vine. So I'm wondering if Byte B Y T E will be the new thing this year during, during as, as journalists kind of grab a hold of it. Are they going to be, be able to use Byte to stream? TikTok something? was the new Vine. Well, TikTok's going to get banned because Donald Trump doesn't like TikTokers because they like bought a bunch of tickets for. Oklahoma. No, TikTok's getting banned because someone did a reverse code on it and saw how much data there the oh, Chinese-based company oh, is Chinese. Absolutely. Wait, it's already, been, it's already been banned in India because they already figured out. How I much. have no clue what Byte is, but it just reminds me of the streaming equivalent of Quibi. It's no, no, no. Quibi, okay. Quibi is short film. Quibi There's just put out some bad. Quibi. Like Quibi. <laughs> it said like ninety-one percent of the people didn't. Uh, Quibi's dead. Go Quibi. after the free. Who's got like hundreds and hundreds of dollars? Oh, so no one knows what it is. All right, let me look at this. BYTE. BYTE. It's Byte. I think Entertainment or, uh, Media. It's um. It's the guy that created. It's Hoffman. It's the guy that created Vine, and it's a new Vine for. But it's not China. Uh, if 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 you're just now learning that TikTok is China, you got to be 17 or older to get it. Is there yep. gonna be like? That's why, because we're gonna not get creepy fucking teenagers taking pictures of and videos of. Dude, I went on TikTok for like five minutes, and I deleted it and wanted to get a new phone because that's a creepy <laughs> ass app, dude. I I had students ask, "Mr. Fiddler, get on, get on, get on, get on TikTok." I went on TikTok for like twelve seconds because I'm like, "Oh, you can edit. It's great video editing. You're learning skills." And then I looked at it. I'm like, "Nope, I'm out. Delete." I used it for one little like I was playing cornhole playing bags and I used it for like a slow motion fake edit because I was on the fly, mm-hmm. which is good, but no, it's, uh, I think the bite's going to be like a U.S. based. They're going to have to deal with, again, it's vine. It's, it's through that same group. They're going to have to deal with like actual like data sharing and stuff. So I think bites the new thing. So you heard it here on pinwheels and Ivy. If I, if bite blows up, we all failed if we don't invest. So the new feature here is that you can record up to eight seconds. Ooh, I don't know what that means, but that's good, right? You can just, that you can just record up to eight seconds. That's the new feature. But that's can't you edit them Vine. together in eight second clips? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's Vine, but two more seconds. Mm-hmm. There we go. It's sounds not- like a, it sounds like that's exactly how Vine died because it didn't have anything new. But well, mm-hmm. it, TikTok. But I, well, I think that's where, that's where the PR that's where PR is moving. At least that's that's based on the. Uh, I'm out on Vine. They jumped from number 210 in the social networking thing. Do you have Byte on your phone right now, Kevin? 
I do. And it's actually, it went from. Have you done a bite? What's, hey, hold what's on. It called? Bites? Before you joke. Dude, went, I'm on it. No, I'm I got it. Before, on January, uh, July 5th, it was 210 in the US App Store. Today, it's number one overall in less than 48 hours. So, no, Joe, is, that, is that what you call it when you make a video? You call it a bite. I just do. I'm on yeah, you definitely do. Post a bite. Yeah, you definitely like, bro. I'm posting a bite. Do something stupid. I mean, TikTok. Like, I'm posting a TikTok. I'm t- posting a bite. I'm posting a Vine. It's easy. It's fun. It's it slides off the comb. But yeah, this is this is a uh, this is actually I an episode. Really TikTok kids go because they're the ones controlling social media. So I don't know. I'll wait on the TikTok. Um, dude, I'm on here, and these people aren't over seventeen. <laughs> bite cancel. What are you uh, watching? <laughs> no, I'm just bite. Like this girl's like. Probably 15. She's singing. It's I fine. Mean, just, guys, I don't know. How, how fucking hard it is to put, yes, I'm over 17. Like, what the fuck? Right. That, always, that always is hilarious when apps or websites, like, you must be whatever. It's like, oh, Can okay. We some verification here. I am. It's like my, my Tinder page. Oh, wait, I mean, uh, what? Oh. <laughs> I don't have one of those, actually. Long time ago. I did. All right, so here we go. 360 games over under. The highest war last year was Cody Bellinger when he was out on fire. Mm-hmm. 4.1 war. Who's gonna so under. He, was, he was the only player. Mike Trout was second. 3.6 war. Fangraphs. Over under this through the end of this season, 60 games, one and a half players to have a war, F war, higher than four. Mm-hmm. On the White Sox. On the White Sox. That's good. That's Yes, because I mean, we come on, come on, Zoe. As, <laughs> even as a Cubs fan, you look at that, you look at that offense. You're like, shit. If if yeah. like Luis Robert is the real deal, this guy's gonna be a fucking star. If Eloy keeps it going, if Juan Moncada like it's just recovers from Rona. Uh, I mean, their offense is fucking scary. Yeah, I mean, I'd say let's throw a runner at two players. Let's see. Last year, the highest Chicago player. Through sixty games, F four was Javier Baez at two point three. But yeah, that's my question. By the way, is Javier gonna August and September swoon again? I don't know. We have to see. His career stats are terrible in August and September. Terrible, like two twenty five, two thirty. Yeah, but this is a weird season. Yep, so he's gonna be able to pad those stats and really. But we we didn't talk about this, by the way, Javi. Uh, the contract stuff, by the way. He actually he's, said because uh, I know Chris said it's not appropriate to talk about contracts in this day and age or what's going on right now blah 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 but i know that um javi had mentioned it's he said it's frustrating i think oh god damn i lost it pull it up oh there it is yeah javi uh let me get his quote um he said that uh all right i lost it now god i don't think he said it was kind of uh, frustrating he's yeah he's frustrating because you again you don't really want so you got players that, that I mean, we have a lot of contracts. There's a lot of contracts for the Cubs right now. Like, there's a lot. Like, who wants to go into a contract year? So, this is one of the quotes from Jesse Rogers. Here we go. Bias on contract talks with Cubs. It's been really difficult with everything happening right now. We have communication. When this goes past, we're going to talk. Uh, Chris has mentioned his contract. He wants to just retire a Cub, and he's willing to Javier take Javier Baez is hopeful his side and the Cubs can pick up contract talks, but understands baseball economics could be altered. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah. So he's in there. Chris is in there. We got Schwarber. No, Schwarber's one year later, right? We got Lester in there. Uh, 
You gotta yeah. stop bringing up Lester, man. That's he's, he's I mean, well, we'll see. He's like, everywhere. No, I'm saying, like, John Lester, if John Lester comes back, he's gonna be making a lot less money than because he's a buyout, he's gonna get $10 million and then Q coming be, back. Who Q? Q? No, I probably not because oh, yeah, injured. There that you go. Sucked. Dishes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Everyone, everyone has Sorry, like, Dad. everyone has the greatest excuse now. It's like professional Drones, athletes, hunting professional night. athletes can uh, get hurt washing dishes, babe. I can't wash the dishes. I'm gonna say this, like, okay, I'm a teacher, so we have a dishwasher. How do you cut your finger washing dishes? Washing the dish, he didn't have a dish. Kevin, he didn't have a dish. He didn't use a dish. Isolated? Was he in a was he in a quarantine that had uh, only like a sink? I don't know. He was in his house in Florida. So his house in Florida has a dishwasher that you just don't put the dishes in after just sink, like rinsing them. He's a maybe he's just a common man. He doesn't want to use a dishwasher. I don't use a dishwasher. I, I'm not gonna. I just, I'm, I'm wondering what kind of dishwasher he has, or does no, he have? One? Thing, maybe he doesn't use a dishwasher. The thing was, he cut his finger washing the dishes. I don't think. Yeah. He was. Eh. I mean, I wash. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I feel like that's bullshit. I'm gonna call it bullshit. But I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's oh, pretty weird. I mean, I. I'm sorry. I have, I, I, I have that I use, but I still got to rinse some stuff off. If it's got like crap on, I got to rinse it before I put it in the dishwasher. You got a knife in there. Put huh? your hand. Are you really rinsing a knife with, and rubbing your hand over a knife? Like, yeah, you got to rinse that shit. <laughs> you got to rinse you that shit. Like, what do you put? No, you use a. Mm, oh Jesus! If he really did do that, that explains a lot. If he actually like, what does it explain? Use his hands to clean off a blade. I mean, I use. I, do you not just use the sponge? But I like use how we're the sponge, and the the, yeah, and you poise the blade like maybe away from the sponge, so you don't cut the blade. Yeah, you don't cut the sponge, but that's not going to cut your hand if you're using the backside and washing from. I I don't know. I feel like a lot of these players use those types of. I felt I sprained my ankle down the stairs. Did they cover their ass with. Same as sneeze too hard. Carrie Wood like. Yep. Like slip exactly. in a hot tub. Yep. Uh, Sometimes there, uh, Derek I might Rose, a fence when I was drunk and I sprained my ankle. <laughs> there, I don't know if it was Derek Rose, Carlos Boozer. Somebody like cut their hand slicing fruit in their bed. <laughs> that was doing. No, Boozer got hurt jumping over like. A oh, he tripped going down the stairs. Yeah. yeah gym bag thing. So then it must have been somebody else like cut their hand. Uh, well, Matheny. Cut his, he was polishing his hunting knife or whatever. Jesus. Yep. And then that one drone, dude got, I saw with the, yeah, with the drone. Jesus. No. The drone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's just cut this here. <laughs> if you say the song, we appreciate you. Uh, next week, Madison Bumgarner and his like four wheeler or whatever. Madison Bumgarner is a rodeo cowboy. Right. So the next Roy- week, we need Roy- to know. Did Jeff you? Kent. That was the bit. Remember Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent. Like, yep. He said yeah. he was washing his motorcycle or something. <laughs> he fell and he fell. He like hurt himself. He like rolled his motorcycle. And didn't a pitcher on the Cardinals get hurt playing Guitar Hero? Anyways, uh, yeah, he got a uh, carpal tunnel or something from. So what is the worst fake major league injury in history? I mean, guys, if we want to go back to him, Brandon Morrill like like threw out his back putting on a pair of pants. So yeah. <laughs> What's the worst major league? What's the most embarrassing major league injury of all time? Before we get out of here, well, I know I, I, I think we covered. 
I mean, that, those are the major ones. It's that too I hard and throwing your back out. It's got to suck for an athlete. That's an athlete. a weird one, right? Yeah. I mean, the simple it's fact. It hurts, by the way, at my age. I'm older than you guys, but it does hurt sometimes. No, I get that, but Putting I'm not on your pants, though? Mm. Putting on your pants and throwing out your back sounds rough. That's a that's a next. Let's compile our favorite Q injury uh, until the next shutdown. <laughs> until the next shutdown. The next Hold shutdown, we'll do, uh, we'll do a draft of best worst sports. Well, don't worry, guys. Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report did a top twenty-five on this. What does it say? Oh. What's, what's what's top five? This is from 2011. Hold on, I gotta get down to the top five. So we'll ignore the last nine years. So let's just go before the last nine years. All right. All right. Number five, Steve Sparks. Apparently, he. We did the uh, Labrador head turn. Uh, he tried to tear a phone book in half in front of a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that one. That's number That's five. Um, <laughs> Wait. Yeah, right. Adam, Adam Eaton, number four. Uh, apparently, he all, all Adam Eaton wanted to do was watch a movie and said while attempting to open the DVD wrapping Jesus. with a knife, Not Eaton stabbed right. himself in the stomach. There. What? 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 See, Kevin, Kevin, MLB players are just terrible around knives. No, um, um, number, they're dumb. They're number dumb. Th- number three is Marty Cordova. Oh, God, Marty. He's from Vegas. Uh, apparently, Cordova had some catching up to do when playing for the Baltimore Orioles in t- uh, t- 2002. He accidentally fell asleep in a tanning bed, <laughs> severely burning himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what happens? Your chest bubbles up. You get sunburned when you try and, like, Flex. Number two is Glen Allen Hill. What? Oh, no. Um, Hill suffers from arachnophobia, so it comes as no surprise that Hill injured himself after a violent nightmare invite <gasps> involving spiders. <laughs> Hill managed to pop out of bed, fall through a glass table, and then tumble down the stairs, all while still asleep. Cuts sustained all over his legs and arms landed Hill on the 15-day DL. Holy shit! What is? How is that not number one? I want. What is number one? Like number one, lied big, or these are the greatest things that have ever happened in human history. I love this. Number one is uh, John Smoltz and Brian Anderson. Oh, in one of the funniest and dumbest movies imaginable. Moves. I'm sorry. One of the funniest and dumbest moves of imaginable. Smoltz attempted to iron his shirt while he was physically wearing it. Although Smoltz has always vehemently denied these claims, the iron-shaped burn mark on his chest gave it away. Yeah. yeah I least, mean, we just... At least Smoltz realized the iron was for his clothes. Unlike Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Brian Anderson, in, attempt to, in an attempt to test if the iron was hot, Anderson pressed the hot iron to his face. I think we did. Not to his face, guys. I'm going to tell you this right now. These are drunk stories. We created these. Nobody. Somebody got. He, Brian Anderson got drunk, and someone said, "You won't do it." And he did it. And the next you morning, know, all right, we might have to do next week. We're going to talk about this list. This is amazing. Funny. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. What? Oh no! I mean, guys. Whoa, I think whoa, we just, whoa, whoa, whoa! He just went. While warming up before a game, Junior's protective cup slipped, pinching his testicle and forcing him to the ball. Oh, my God, that would hurt. That happens. Yeah. That does happen. Sorry. Um, Let me see if there's any. Yeah, here's the guitar hero guy, Joel Zamunya. 
Oh, Zamaya, yeah. Is in there? Or Matt Math- uh, Matheny with his uh, Bowie knife? Uh, I don't know. Ricky Henderson apparently fell asleep with an ice pack on his foot for hours, leading him to get frostbite in the middle of August, landing him on the DL. I okay. mean, these are fantastic. Yeah. Hey, guys, to be honest, these are literally excuses that people that over-partied give to their like that actually matches like what they did. There are no, real, no, no. there's real there, stories behind every single no, one. Of there's them. no party story behind what John Smoltz did. Well, I'll tell you right now. There's, I mean, in I the top twenty-five, but number twenty-five and number twenty-four are both Cubs players. Oh, here we go. That's uh, good. Twenty-five. We've already. Twenty-five. Give me name. Give me the name first, though. Twenty-five Sosa. So that's a two. Oh. And then twenty-four is Big Z. Oh, Zambrano, the cramping, I forgot. Yep. He he said, and this is hilarious, he said that he was like emailing his brother in Venezuela too much. <laughs> Quote, unquote, emailing his brother. After the team let Zambrano know he needed to cut back on his supposed four hours per day internet addiction. Zambrano <laughs> released the following statement. Quote, I have to spend one hour and take it easy. End quote. Four hours on the internet felt like one day on Twitter. Uh, no, I mean, and that's crazy because Big Z still was like fucking crazy all the time. And this was after four hours a day on the internet. Like, imagine if he didn't spend all that time on the internet before doing whatever it was that he was doing. Oh, this I sounds beautiful. Kevin Mitchell. Oh, Kevin Mitchell. Oh, go. Yeah. All right, here we go. Let's go some Mets stuff. Here on, we go. And- on another occasion before the 1990 season, Mitchell was out a few days. Was few days late to spring training because of a run-in with an over-microwave donut. He did, he couldn't wait for it to cool off, so he burned the top of his mouth so bad that it led to him needing multiple root canals. I mean, everyone clowned, and it's fine. Like, we all, everyone clowned on Jose Quintana, but, like, compared to some of these. Yep. <laughs> this is more, I will tell you this, by the way. Chris Sabo used to work at McDonald's across the street from Red's camp while he worked. I'm not sure if any of his sausage McMuffin with eggs burned anybody's oh, mouth. On. What do you got? We might as well just stay on this rabbit yes, hole. No, no, this uh, Rich Harden. Oh, my God. Oh, no, with the Cubs or with the A's? Uh, 2004. Okay. Sounds like 04, so I think um, it's not. He strained his shoulder, rolling over in bed to turn off his alarm clock. Oh, I mean, that's... I mean, do you guys not love the snooze button? I would hit Rich, it with a fork. Rich Harden is like the starting pitcher version of Brandon Morrow. Just great, but always hurt. It was so I was so pumped when they got him. He was fucking oh, awesome. Here's another knife one. Oh, God. Uh, be McDowell. Odeby. Odeby. Oh, to be this day. Um, he, in 1987, he, while buttering a roll, he sliced his hand, and he sliced his bad hand so bad that from that day on, injuries with his hand continued to in- derail his career until it eventually ended. Right. That's exactly um, how that played out. Yep. Oh, wait. Butter knives. Another cut. cub. Uh, Steve Trout. Oh, Steve Trout. Yeah, He's too many Cubs in this list. Um, Steve Trout actually fell off a stationary exercise bike 
while with the Cubs, which landed him on the DL. And for the sake of loss, <laughs> Jesus. Yep, there he is right there. Not on stationary bike. Left-hander. We talked about that. Um, Where is Steve from? Milton Bradley in 2007. Manager Bud Black ran out to first base to contain his fiery player, only to have Bradley slip and tear his ACL. Jesus. I mean, honestly, honestly, good. Yeah. Milton Bradley. Fuck him. Uh, Joel Zamaya, Zamaya uh, that was in 20, 2006 when he got uh, inflammation of the wrist and forearm from playing too much Guitar Hero. Guitar mm. Hero was a problem for Major League Baseball for a while. Uh, so what, Fortnite was a problem in the NHL. Fortnite's um, good, actually. That's what Chasen will only play online, by the way. Terry Mulholland. Oh, uh, not with the no, Yep. Time, Mulholland's time with the Minnesota Twins was short-lived and didn't bring him much pleasure. While at a team hotel on a road trip, a feather was sticking out of Mulholland's pillow, which subsequently scratched his eyeball. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, this is amazing. This is the best list I think of. Clarence Bell Blethen. Blethen? Do you want yeah, to type we'll it in? and spell it for you. Uh, B-L-E-T-H-E-N. Blethen. Blethen. Uh, Blethen, a pitcher who had dentures, and oh. whenever he was on the mound, he would place those fake teeth in his back pocket in hopes that his grisly appearance would intimidate opposing hitters. That may seem convenient, that is, until he forgot to put them in <laughs> until he forgot to put them back in before batting the following frame. But <laughs> then later slid into second base <laughs> only to feel the teeth biting him in his ass. <laughs> That's a great winner. One. Why is that not, not number one? That's number 13. Um That's are you going down or up? I'm going down. This is number 11 because number 12 with Ken Griffey Jr. and his pinch nuts. Shit's getting better than all right. Uh, Mark Smith was best known for sticking his hand into an AC unit in an attempt to fix it. Of course, this broke his hand and sidelined him indefinitely. Ooh. Um, okay, come on. This has to be the most embarrassing one. Greg Harris. Greg uh-huh. Harris, however, was just keeping to himself one sunny afternoon, sunny afternoon, and flicking and spitting sunflower seeds. This strenuous activity led to a strained elbow, bad enough to keep him on the DL. You guys all know these are all bullshit. Like these are like legitimately like the PR person going, "What can we explain this with?" Like there maybe one or two are real, but this is bullshit. Number nine is Kevin Brown punching a wall and breaking two bones in his hand. That's true. Actually, Padres, um, right? Yep. Brett Barbary. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, Brett Barbary. Yeah. Uh, while making chili one day, coincidentally in the midst of what for him was considered a hot streak, Barbary forgot to wash his hands before wiping his eyes. I think you can all figure what happens after that. After burning his eyes and ripping his contact lens, Barbary was forced out of the lineup for the Florida Marlins. Rip contacts. He just didn't want to wear the Chris Sabo specials. That's all. 
Um, Who doesn't have glasses though? Like, don't you have glasses? Right. You have, like contacts. Two more, and then we're gonna wrap it up. In 1980, Seattle Mariners pitcher Rick Honeycutt was struggling yep. on the mound. Instead of putting in some extra work in the bullpen, Honeycutt decided to tape a thumbtack to his finger to scruff up the ball. After an opposing player spotted the thumbtack, the umpires came out to the mound to find Honeycutt with a large cut across his brow. Apparently, Honeycutt accidentally wiped his forehead on an occasion or two. Lesson learned, karma's a bitch. So he had the thumbtack. And he yep. Oh, my goodness. What That's a great story. That's Cheater justice mean, right there. I, I think with this show, this list showed it was like MLB pitches get hurt a lot. Yep. And as you said, Kevin, like at least half of these are like bullshit reasons. But like a good portion of these are true, which is I very kind of dumb. Is that what we learned from this list? Yeah, the last one I just never knew. Fresh off a 30, 38 home run, 124 RBI performance in 1998, Moises Salou was hoping to help the Astros make another run at the NL pennant in 1999. Mm-hmm. Alou fell off the treadmill in February, tearing his ACL, and was expected to miss most of the 99 season. Finally nearing a return later in the year, Alou ran over his son on a bicycle to re-aggravate his injury, forcing him to miss the remainder of the season. What the fuck? And he also pissed on his hands to keep yeah. them callous. That's Which not is, that uncommon, but no, that's a great story, actually. But that's Moises no. Moist and Lou. That's our guy that that poor Bartman kid. I think my favorite is the dude trying to rip a phone book in front of a crowd of people. Because oh, it's like because it's the whole it's the embarrassment, it's the getting hurt. It's like he was trying to be a fucking hardo mm-hmm. and he gets hurt like that one. Yeah, he yep. was he was flexing. And the, the flex actually is what pulled. Oh, or man. perhaps the uh, treadmill, too. That's pretty... But I mean, I, I have know. to say, John Smoltz, like, what was the what was the iron-shaped burn on his body? If it was him that, denying that's, that's him, it's like what? he has to deny. He's like, no, I didn't iron, uh, iron while my shirt was on. Yeah, but Here's the best part is, these guys are going to get old eventually. We're going to get the real story someday. So if these are fake stories, somebody's going to be like, oh, by the way, Smoltzy especially. Smoltzy's going to get – he's going to get lost on a broadcast sooner or later. But, but dude, the guy amazing. testing to see if the iron was hot by putting it on his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when it, you said it, that, I'm like, oh, like, damn, he got like third-degree burns or whatever on his hand. But when you said because he pressed it up – I guess it's face. I mean, that's, that's Life Darwin. on the Road, by the way, is predicated by the iron that your hotel room has with you, by the way. If you have a shitty iron, you can't make grilled cheese. You can't heat. Right, but you can see if it's hot by just spitting on it a little bit here in the sizzle. Well, that sounds dirty, so I don't know. I I burned my finger on iron, so I guess I'm trying to defend myself, actually. Oh, and Quintana's an idiot for cutting himself washing dishes, but you burn your fingers on iron. Well, I was only coaching third the next day. I'm not a major league pitcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was good though. Like I, oh, I, I no, waved around. I just saw your reply to Herb. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kevin has an easy answer. So. Wait, what burn. is it? What's wait, whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. That's the deep burn. The question, and this is actually probably a good topic for next week because we're already an hour and a half deep on this thing, whatever this is. Um. 
what was the most painful prospect trade to witness as a fan that you can remember? And Herb Lawrence replied with just a gif of Tatis Jr. And I replied, that's an easy answer. Sean Garland? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Simeon, though. Simeon. Simeon? Simeon? Market Simeon. Yeah, that's a tough one, too. Yeah, that's like an underrated one where you like you look after the fact because like it wasn't who was he trade for? Was that the Samarja? Yeah, that was the Samarja trade. Really? Yeah, and now Simeon's a All Star shortstop. Whoops. Yes. <laughs> and Samarja is somewhere bitching about owners and money. I think I don't know. He's the I don't still. Know. I don't know. All right, let's put a ball on this bad boy. <laughs> I mean, that was a great finish to that. Yeah. That, that was a really good finish. That list is strong. So for Aldo, Kevin, I'm Zoh, uh, next week we'll preview the season and uh, we'll have a little bit more scrimmages to talk about. So hopefully, knock on wood, there's still baseball next week. Think uh, of your best excuse to get cut yep. or injured list. Uh, be good to each other. We'll talk to you. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for. Yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, Get our chains, 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 get our chains